welcome back, and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which was my first episode of Sunshine Steven podcast. This topic for this week is self-care, something that I think is super, super important for everybody to practice and preach. Things don't always go our way in life, right? Correct. Especially as adults, you know, when I was a kid, I always thought, ooh, being older and an adult, I'll have so much freedom, be able to do whatever I want. Yeah, that was a load of bullshit. (laughs) Bills, work, friendships, marriage, everything just, whew, it's a little overwhelming sometimes. So in this episode, I want to explore and talk a little bit more about self-care, give some tips on some of my favorite things to do to kind of, you know, relax, unwind. I'll also share some story time, have a follow-up from last week's episode, and introduce a few new things here and there. So please join me on this journey as we talk about self-care. are three tips that I would like to share with you today. Three things that I like to do to help with, you know, just woo-sawing and kind of getting away from the stressors of life. But I want to preface this with saying everything that works for me might not work for you. So please, by no means, take this and run with it and say, well, if I don't do this, it's gonna just blow up in my face. No, do you boo-boo and I'll do me. But here are some things that help me. Um, one thing that I'm really, 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 really into is skincare and doing face masks and stuff like that. Um, if you stalk my Instagram or any social media, honestly, you might find pictures of me from high school and early years of college and (laughs) the acne was real. It, It was not cute. My skin was one of those teenage boy skins that just took a lot of, um, work basically in a nutshell so uh, I I definitely started to look into a better skincare routine Um, definitely doing face masks keeping hydrated things like that and I always love when I get to like wash my face and do a whole routine put a face mask on and just breathe and relax and have some quiet moments in the comfort of my home that to me is always such a great thing give it a try. You know, there's just so many face masks out there too that help with certain things. And I always suggest, of course, lavender will help just relax you no matter what. The second thing that I love doing and really does calm me down, but I know it's not for everyone. So don't get so angry, but I love to read. I really do. Um, It's something even when I was a younger kid, I was always that nerd, that one like most read words or most read books and stuff like that but then I kind of rebelled in high school and college and a couple years after that saying you know for the past couple years you forced me to read things that I didn't want to read so ew gross shame on you but now I'm like now I get to read whatever I want this is great it's a great moment you know just to light a candle put on some meditation music And just get lost in either a story or somebody's life story, uh, you know, self-help book, something like that, you know, which, like I said, I know is not for a lot of people. So maybe you could try listening to a podcast or even listening to an audio book, something like that, something that fits you and your needs, you know. 
I like it. You should like it. I don't know. Or some people, honestly, as an alternative, might watch a movie or a TV show and just, like, block the whole world out. And, girl, I do that, too. Last thing that I love, 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 and it's very important, we all do it, sleep. Sleeping is amazing. It's just one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things of all time. I don't know why I ever didn't want to sleep. I think back to when I was in like kindergarten and when we had nap time and you would get the mats out and I would be the one getting in trouble because I was like, uh-uh, this ain't for me. I don't want to sleep. Like if I could take back all the naps that I didn't take then, I totally would. Name your price. I do it because sleep is amazing. I was also the kid going back to the nerdy bookness of myself that my mom would, you know, get on to me because she'd find me reading at like one or two o'clock in the morning instead of sleeping. Young Stephen, what was wrong with you? Sleep is glorious. I think that we need to get more sleep, get enough sleep, you know. You could really honestly tell people are off their game, especially at work or throughout the day if you're with them, you know, 40 plus hours a week. You're like, hmm, are you okay? Are you sick? Blah, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. Gorgeous just need to sleep like it just happens it's natural but i think it's something that we all need to perfect sleep 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 but like not while driving or operating machinery or anything like that and now for a segment i like to call her through lesson where we take a look at an LGBTQ plus community member or an ally who has helped impact the community in a positive way. Enjoy! Last week, I started watching Visible out on television, which is a Apple TV original. Let me tell you, it was so good. Um, it really dived into a lot of things with television and the LGBTQ plus community. It, of course, started out way back when, you know, when TV first became a thing and showed that usually being gay wasn't accepted. Of course, it was actually a mental disorder they considered it. Um, so it, there wasn't a lot of gay representation, LGBT, whatever. None of that was on television, really. And if it was, it was like... <laughs> the butt of the joke <laughs> pun intended and just really horrible drag wasn't even a good thing it was all for laughs which i'm all about you know having good laughs and everything but you know show some representation so it just went through and everything and it got me thinking um well when's the first time that i started to realize good representation of the lgbtq plus community and I remember when I was younger, uh, well, there was a couple of shows like Will and Grace and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but I was just too young to really focus on those and watch those or anything. So it didn't really affect me and my generation, I don't think. Of course, the new Queer Eye on Netflix is great, and that's right up my generation's alley and is awesome. And Will and Grace rewatched all that as an adult and the new season, of course, new seasons, I should say. Once they brought it back, love it. It's great. But I started to think like, what was the first time that I started to see it in like a positive way? Cause it was usually like the, the badness and everything like that. And I thought of two different, shows but i'm gonna go with the one that i started to watch first and that is glee 
which is created by Ryan Murphy, who is a homosexual. Surprise, he's gay. Get over it. So, Glee definitely tackled throughout the, I believe there was six seasons, like, different LGBTQ plus characters and their storylines, things that they deal with. And I know Kurt Hummel was, like, the main gay to start off with. And, you know, he wasn't... He wasn't Jack. He wasn't from, you know, he wasn't Jack from Willow Grace. You know, that over-the-top flamboyant, like, okay, gonna get a couple laughs in there. Yes, there are queens out there that are like that, you know? But he was more of a, like, reserved, you know, I'm gay. It, it is what it is, you know? He wasn't over-the-top or anything that most times. Sometimes he did get a little over-the-top, especially with his outfits. But he was the first time that I was introduced to, like, somebody around the same age as I was. Because Glee came out when I was about 16 so that was around the time you know that I was you know mm, contemplating like am I gay yada 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 but I could say that for a whole nother episode plot twist spoiler alert I eventually came out but I was closeted then I had even girlfriends at the time Mm, yeah so yeah seeing that and seeing representation on the TV, seeing him come out and everything, I was like, oh, wow, there are people that, you know, deal with this. And they were in, like, some backwoods. Uh, Not really. I mean, it was in Ohio, which, I don't know. I think it was a made-up town, but still, Ohio is the last place that I think of, like, it's full of gays, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe that's the capital of gays, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's San Francisco. Uh, So... Brian Murphy did a great job with introducing this, but I know he did stuff prior that helped the gays out and everything like that, but this was the first time, you know, that I seen something, and then I started to look into, like, who Ryan Murphy was, and I was like, yes, bitch, work, and I mean, look, I was a big Glee fan. We called ourselves Gleeks. I was obsessed with it. I needed to get the DVDs, which, if you don't know what that is, please look it up. But yes, I would get the the DVDs of the seasons. I loved it. It had people like Leah Michelle on there, Amber Riley, and look, when they introduced Darren Chris, that came up with a whole nother list of questions I had about my sexuality. Let me tell you. But that whole relationship, I was like, oh my god, it's so cute. Like a gay relationship. Seeing it blossoming and they eventually got married. Spoiler. So sorry if you haven't seen it, but you should have caught up because it's like on Netflix, I believe. So that was cute. It was great. And then a little after that, I started to hear a lot about this other show called American Horror Story. And I was like, ooh, what's this about? So, I'm a big horror fan, Um, even though I'm, like, bright and sunshiny and everything. That's my aesthetic. My other aesthetic is murder, spookiness, let's get into it. So, American Horror Story came out in 2011. So, this was a couple years after Glee. Glee was still on. Cool, great, awesome. So, Murder House was the first season. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me watch it. Zachary Quinta was on there, which, side note, everybody says that I am his twin. Don't believe me. Go to my social media and look at pictures. I kind of see it, but a lot of people, like, swear up and down. I will never forget the time in 10th grade I was taking my yearbook picture, just trying to, you know, get it over with. And the photographer was like, do you know who Zachary Quinto is? And I was like, no, bitch, just take my picture. And he was like, have you ever watched Heroes? 
And I was like, mm, no, but I've like heard about it and seen trailers and stuff, but I'm just not into like sci-fi and stuff like that. Well, Zachary Quinto's on there. He plays Tyler and you need to watch it because you look just like him. Have you ever been told that? You've probably been told that your whole life. And I was like, mm, no, this is weird. I don't like this. Like, please take my picture. Yeah. So people say that I look like him, but that's, I digress, whatever. He's on the first season and he plays a gay man of course he is gay in real life too so i was like oh we still get representation like ryan murphy isn't a one-hit wonder even though i know other shows and stuff he had the community in there and everything so i was like cool great awesome and then fast forward he even started to do american crime story that also had lgbtq plus characters i mean versace let's go so good again darren chris was in it um give him all the awards that was a fantastic season if you haven't watched that go watch it it's the second season american crime story versace oh my gosh so good so now ryan murphy has the politician which is on netflix so good main character is homosexual so is the actor there's even non-binary people on there like it's pretty great it's awesome and Pose, which to me, Pose is like uh, really, really good. It's it's something good for the community, not only for showing the trans community, but also people of color, because that's something that's uh, missing a lot. And something if you do watch Visible on Apple TV, they do kind of hit on that a little bit, how you look back at all these things and you're like, oh, great, like queer as folk, no black people, no Latinos, no, no like the l word kind of the same thing like a lot of things it was like okay we're gonna slip in some representation but they're gonna be white and you know that's some shit so is pose is really good it's based i believe in the 80s i want to say yeah uh and it, i mean there's just so much goodness to it and learning watching that watching out invisible and everything like that I, I i learned that he has other movies there's one that i believe deals with the hiv and aids uh pandemic thing and i'm just like oh my god ryan murphy you are bay you are glorious you like make hits and stuff but it's great that he's using his platform to shine light on the community and that's like the goal right like for me like i definitely that's why i'm putting the herstory lessons in there and everything which it kind of could be misleading uh you might think i was like gonna be like ryan murphy was born blah blah blah, 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 blah. here's his parents no like i'm i'm saying like this is how he's impacted and it's really good because there's a lot of times where people don't get that and like for me like my generation just thinking like okay glee had gay characters on it i remember there was the Coach Beastly or Beast, I believe, transitioned. I was like, oh, trans. Okay, this is what this is about. Before I started meeting people in real life and before I came out, that was my go to. But it was in a good way, positive way. But then it showed like the dark sides to it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it, it's a good dip your toes into the water, into the gay pool, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. There was drag on it, you know, stuff like that. And then the other show, side note, that I was going to talk about briefly, but. I mean, probably could save for another episode is RuPaul's Drag Race. And I have a really funny story on how I started to watch that. So t stay tuned. But that came out in 2009 as well. But I didn't start watching until like 2010, 2011. But that's a whole nother story, a whole nother day. Um, but yeah, Ryan Murphy, Slay, 
bringing light to the community with television, with movies, with Netflix specials and stuff like that. Like, so amazing. And everything that he puts out is amazing. And also um, giving the opportunity, because another thing, like, I get that Darren Chris is actually straight, allegedly. But he did play a gay man on Glee and and American Crime Story. But you have people like Sarah Paulson, who is a lesbian and awesome, slaying it. Pose is a whole cast of not only transgendered actors, but they're people of color as well. And actually transferred over into American Horror Story, one of the actors. Um, she was in Pose, and now she's in American Horror Story. It's like, yes, it, it really gives a nice community um reach on everything so ryan murphy love you mean it it, he's amazing i cannot condemn condemn (laughs) commend him (laughs) i can't condemn him either from what he's done but commend him on everything that he's done because it is hard sometimes you know you worry you're like great this role is going to go to a straight man slapping a wig on and stuff like that. It's like, no, he gave opportunities to the community and shed lights on it. And I just think it's amazing. And he's the first person I want to talk about because that whole docu-series, which I highly recommend you watch, really got me thinking. And I was like, who was the first person or what was the first thing that made me think, oh, here's a point of reference for the LGBTQ plus community. And it happened with Glee, started with Glee. Now it's trickled and throughout these years now, I am a huge Ryan Murphy fan and just follow him. So I recommend you do the same thing, but I mean, he makes hits and they're banging. So I'm sure you've seen something of his. So now I want to give you a story time, a Steven story time, if you will. And of course, the topic with being, you know, self-care leading into that is self-check-ins. You always have to have a mental or physical self-check-in with yourself to say, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? What do we need to work on? I think that's super healthy. I repressed it for so many years and it just did not work for me. So now I'm always like, hey, girl, you need to cry, cry. You need to be mad, be mad, you know? Whatever the feeling is, you need to feel it. You need to check in with yourself to like see how you're doing. Um, the example that I have, the story that I have is kind of sad, so bear with me. Um, unfortunately, when I was 16, I did lose my mom. Um, she passed away. She was young. I was young, you know, 16. So it, it was something that turned my whole life around, was not the best time in my life. It, it got really dark, but we can get in that, you know, another time. Uh, but basically, you know, I was 16. I was young didn't really know how to cope with it and everything. So I kind of repressed it, you know, boo-hooed, cried at the funeral and everything. But then just for years, I pushed it back and was like, whatever, I'm going to do me. Don't really want to talk to people. Kind of broke out of my shell senior year. But then, you know, it just was something that I was just like, okay, this is my life. I'm good with it. I don't have to deal with it head on. Bitch, I was wrong. (laughs) So fast forward to like my freshman year of college. I think it was like the second semester. Uh, I'll never forget, you know, there was a a song that came on. It was um, I Hope You Dance by Leon Womack that my mom used to sing to us and everything. It was the song that me and my sister danced to at my wedding. It always brings me to tears. Anywho, it came on the radio and I, I hadn't heard that song in like years. I couldn't even add it 
to any of my playlists or anything or I I would cry like a like a little tiny baby and it was not cute snot everything gross yeah so it came on and I was like oh I love this song let me call my mom and then it hit me and I was like oh shit you can't call your mom like she's gone what the fuck I literally was just driving I started boohooing like literally migraine snot everywhere not cute like I'm talking Kim K level ugly cry I had to pull over and like had a full-fledged breakdown panic attack on the side of the road two people stopped and were like are you good are you okay and I was like I'm fine just like yeah I'm fine and they were probably like what the fuck is this guy doing he has some major issues and I did you know I did and it took some time but things like that happened to build up to where I was like yo Something needs to give. I need to take care of myself first, you know. I need to check in with myself. Say, hey, Steven, you know, are you sad? Let's talk about it. Let's unwind it. You know, you are your biggest fan and your number one support. And you know you better than anybody else. So if you feel something's off or anything like that, just check in with yourself. Have self-check-ins, you know. It might be weird. People might be like, why are you talking to yourself? But hey, do you, they do them, right? You know, that's the whole thing. So, so... Check in with yourself. That's the moral of the story. My senior year of college was pretty hellish. There was a lot of good, but a lot of bad. Um, in a nutshell, all within like a couple weeks, I got in a car accident that told my brand new car that I only had for 28 days. It separated my shoulder. I failed two classes. I ended a relationship that I was in. It, like there was just so much, so much going on. Um, but yeah, one thing that really helped me was a class that I, honestly, I was just like, this seems easy, let's go for it. And it was a psychology class, and it was called Psychology, Stress, Pain, and Happiness. Look, my minor was criminal justice, so literally I would learn about, like, Ted Bundy and talk about murder and, like, things that happen with children and just all that fucked up shit that I can't help but to be so intrigued by like most Americans and most people really. So I really needed like a break from that. So I started um, this class and I was like, okay, cool. And we would literally meditate in class. And that was the first time I've ever meditated. I've heard about it before and everything like that. But I was just like, this is kind of okay, whatever. So we would meditate in class. Like literally the professor would like shut off the lights and be like, let's breathe. Let's think like blah, blah, blah. Just have a minute. And bitch, I liked it. It was pretty cool, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it helped me, especially when I separated my shoulder. Like... I don't know, just to stop and breathe and focus on nothing was pretty remarkable, and I really, 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 really liked it. So I wanted to introduce that to this podcast and just have, like, a meditation minute. So if you're not into that or you think it's really weird, or if you're, like, driving, <laughs> probably shouldn't. So just skip that part, this part now. 
and do it on your own time. I highly recommend trying it. I know it's kind of like frou-frou and like people kind of think like, mm, that's weird. I don't want to like sit there in silence or whatever. But like sometimes I get really into it. Like light a candle and even if it's for like five minutes to just lay there with some relaxing music and just not think about anything. It kind of like... I don't know. It's undescribable. Highly recommend that if you haven't done it. And if you have, let me know, like, how do you feel or some things that you do? Because I'm always looking for recommendations. You know, I'm that bitch by now. Hopefully, I don't know. We're like not even that close, but we are, you know, so let me know for sure. So with that being said, I would like to start our first round of meditating. So let's call this the meditation minute so let's just calm breathe in and breathe out and just take a minute to just have deep breaths and just let everything escape your mind and just enjoy the moment close your eyes and let's go I kind of touched on it before, but there are lots of things that we do and I do that helps us escape from the stress in life. And when shit hits the fan, your go-to, whether it's reading, listening to music, you know, listening to a podcast, starting a podcast, things like that. So I wanted to introduce a new segment that I would like to go with um, maybe once a week, once every other week. I don't know. We'll see. Don't hold me to it, but I would like to call it what you watching. And it's where I would like to give a little suggestion tidbit and review something that I currently watch that helps me, you know, escape all that when, you know, shit hits the fan. Currently, one thing that I'm watching, my husband and I are both watching it and we're obsessed with is Good Girls. Oh my gosh, it is so good. It's funny when it needs to be funny. It's dramatic when it needs to be dramatic. It's thrilling when it needs to be thrilling. It's the bee's knees. I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's basically about three average working women who are struggling with finances. Something that we can all relate to at one point in our life, correct? Unless, you know, you were like born a princess or something. Anywho, so they all have different things, whether it be uh, a marriage that's crumbling apart and the mortgage hasn't been paid or a child that's sick and you need to cover for medicine or anything like that you know, we can all relate to that at some point, you know. So they decide in like the first season, it's like three seasons in, to start robbing stores and stuff like that. And it's just like a whole bunch of twists and turns. I love that type of shit. I eat it up. 
and it's just so good. I believe the first two seasons are out on Netflix, so catch the fuck up. And then the new current season that I believed aired in late February of this year is, you know, put out on Hulu, like, the day after. It comes on, like, Sundays. It's pretty good. Um, it's not even pretty good. It's fucking fantastic. It's so great. You need to watch it. It helps me escape, and then it also helps me think, like, damn, my life could be as bad as theirs, which is kind of weird and awkward, but also kind of true. I truly believe that there are so many people out there in the world that are just so gorgeous with gorgeous souls, and they're fighting the fight, you know? Shining their light in their own way, and so I want to bring those people to the forefront. My goal is to each episode bring a story to the listeners about somebody out there letting their sunshine flow. So, let's get into it. With that Rona bitch screwing so much up in the world right now, some people are really missing out on a lot of good life opportunities and life events, such as, you gotta think, senior proms, senior graduations, weddings, baby showers, birthdays, uh, hello, my birthday was March 20th, we were quarantined, wasn't cute, whatever, I made the best of it, but still, there's things like, how do you get back your senior prom, or graduation, or wedding, or anything like that? I guess, actually, with the wedding, you can push it, but still, sometimes you're dead set on that date, and you're like, I want to be married. I know if somebody was telling me back in 2017, hey, we're gonna have to push your wedding date back, I would have fought a bitch. Like, scrapped, took my earrings out, got the Vaseline, been angry and been like, why? No, I want to be married now. Well, uh, fortunately, this couple from San Antonio, Texas, uh, I believe her name was Crystal and Jason, um, they were set to be married on March 21st. Now, I've never been to Texas, but I'm sure that's probably a beautiful time to get married. Springtime, it's early spring, beautiful, gorgeous. But of course, Rona came in and was like, not today, bitch, 100% that wedding cratcher. So they had to postpone, which I've been reading a lot of articles and seeing news stories where people like venues and stuff like that are pretty much working with people like, hey, let's postpone this. Let's do that. Yada, yada, yada. They postpone and everything but one thing that was still set to arrive on schedule was their flowers now look if you've ever helped plan a wedding been married or anything like that you know flowers are hella expensive like seriously for us we even did a cheaper way and just ordered them from costco got them shipped there cute great but it still was like three or four hundred dollars like that's a bit much Mm, yeah, so no telling how much they spent. It may have said in the article, but I didn't look for prices because I just thought it was so sweet what they did. So instead of just letting the flowers go to waste because they came, were delivered, on scheduled, as planned, they went to three nursing homes, which is cute because, you know, a lot of people that are affected are the 65 and up age range so they went to nursing homes and delivered these beautiful bouquets to some of the residents there there's cute pictures of like meemaws like with flowers it's so cute and adorable and it just made my heart melt they actually got help from their church i believe to find places to bring them to so 
yay for the church for doing something good and not being like scandalous and gross like some churches might be or church leaders but whatever but yay that's pretty awesome i thought um when i was reading and looking you know for what story i want to start with i was like that is so sweet and adorable and at least they didn't let the flowers go to waste that's actually one of the things um that the groom-to-be jason said he was like i just wanted somebody to enjoy them might as well like kudos to y'all i would not be surprised if like ellen or oprah or somebody was like hey when's your wedding we'll pay for your flowers hopefully this story gets some traction be sure to google it look it up again they were in san antonio texas i don't want to butcher their last names but i know it was jason and crystal random fact time so usually showers you know you scrub a dub dub and sometimes you listen to music sometimes you spend extra time on your hair get deep conditioning sometimes you do a full concert in with like choreography outfit changes everything or is that just me no mm, showers anyways random fact um back in 2012 they did a study and it was psychological science and they did a study where they gave people tasks and everything and they couldn't really do it but then they let them get into the shower and their mind roam free and created juices started flowing that's me snapping in the background so next time that you're in the shower let your mind roam a little bit you know, maybe that's a good time to have your self check-in. Hey, how are you? Are you just like in the shower crying? Because sometimes we do that too. Let it out, you know? <laughs> Don't let bitches see you cry. Cry in the shower, but also let your mind roam. Maybe you get an idea, you're inspired, you know? Be free, maybe meditate in the shower, but not too long, because you know, conserve that water, save the baby seals. I don't know. And also remember to wash your ass. I just wanted to do a quick follow-up on last week's episode, Rona Go Away, where I talked about the coronavirus and how that's kind of affecting me and gave some tips and everything. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and do so. If you did listen to it, thanks, bitch. Like, we're now BFFs. I love you. Giving you air hugs. Trust me, they're six feet apart. You know, just wanted to touch on that topic, you know, and thank everybody that has listened to it, shared it, um, given me feedback and talked to me about it. I really do appreciate it. I really do want to continue this podcast and just shed some some happiness into the world. Sprinkle it like they, you know, were sprinkles. I don't know. But yes. So unfortunately, the corona thing is still affecting us. Where I am at in North Carolina, we actually had to close down our office. So everybody's working from home. It's a struggle, but I still encourage people to stay positive and chat to your coworkers, reach out to your friends, FaceTime them, text them, check in with them, check in with yourself, everything like that. Just stay positive. This will pass, hopefully, sooner rather than later. And always, always remember, most important, wash your hands. So now it is quote time, a time where I reflect and give you a motivational or inspirational quote, 
promise this time I actually wrote it down. Last time I kind of failed on that, but so sorry. Bear with me. I'm still new to this. Anyways, so the quote that I have, I actually did not find a specific source for it or anything like that. But, you know, I thought it was something that was kind of funny, but then also like, ooh, that's kind of deep if you think about it. And I'll explain why. Also, before we get into this fun fact, I've never been on an airplane, so I would never encounter, I haven't encountered this. I might encounter it one day if I ever get on an airplane, but bitch ain't traveling right now. Not with Rona. Mm -mm -mm. So the quote is, put your oxygen mask on first. Duh. That goes back with self-care, checking in with yourself and everything like that. And I've heard and read and seen from movies, you know, they always say, you know, if anything's going down on the plane, the plane, then the oxygen mask will come out and you need to put it on yourself first. And that's kind of like a metaphoric way of saying like life too. You need to check in with yourself first. You come first, put yourself first. I know we always like to say, oh, you become, um, you know, when you're married or have kids or something, like, they're number one stuff, but you should still be number one because think about it. If you don't put your mask on first, you're going to suffocate and die. And then how can you give yourself to anybody else? Got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else. You know, I feel like I'm preaching right now, but it's the truth. Put your mask on first. Others can wait and be right behind you. Alright loves, that's all I have for you today. Hopefully this has been enlightening a little bit. Hopefully I've made you laugh a little bit. If not, my bad girl, I'll try harder next time. But please take away from this that self-care is very important. Self-check-ins are very important. Do what you need to do to make you, you, you know, make you happy, you know, get away from everything in life. There's just so much going on, especially right now in the current situation we're at. Again, fuck that bitch Rona. Anyways, go out. Read a book. Don't go out, actually. <laughs> we're under quarantine. So sorry. Go outside if you need to. Six feet apart. But, you know, do what you need to do. Face mask, reading, puzzles, anything that helps you escape. And with that, I ask you to please hop on my social media. Subscribe to this podcast as well. Hop on my social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Sir Stephen Rice. Find me and tell me what you do for self-care. What do your check-ins look like? What do you do to escape from all the stress in life, you know? I eat that shit up, like I said. So please, there might be something that I never thought of that I'm like, oh my god, I need to do that. So please, please, please share with me. And again, I just want to thank everybody that has been listening, people that have subscribed, giving me feedback. It's so positive and I love it. And I just hope that we can continue this journey together. So until next time, I hope you have a fantastic day.